Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Roosters defeat the Eels 28-20. The score is a little bit deceiving for this one because the Roosters, it was a dominant performance. I thought they were outclassed the Eels. Uh, the Eels had put on a couple of points late, but it's going to be one of those, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think this is one of those seasons for the Eels that's going to end up like, if only we had a jagged a couple of wins at the start of the year, we would have finished in X place. Because these are the wins that, you know, you would know as a Raiders fans, how many times do you go, fuck, if we had a one, because you always have close, usually have close games. I think it was a few years ago where did you not make the eight or you just... Well, we finished that like ninth, tenth a few times in recent years. And it was because yeah. you'd lost like six games by two points or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. There was the, the, the season where we, we became the faders. It would have been like 2017 or, or something like that where we just like <laughs> it's lost... It's hard to pinpoint a decade. It's really hard to do. But there was... We just lost unlosable games mm. where we were up by like 12 with like two minutes ago. One of the ones that still burns in my memory was was the SJ one down in Canberra against the Warriors. And we conceded something like two tries in the last what felt like eight seconds to lose <laughs> oh, the to game. Oh, to a basket check? Uh, Try saving tackle, I think? Possibly, but SJ killed us. SJ yeah. killed us with a, a couple of field goals or something. Anyway, well, let's, can we move on? I mate? think two of us, Sheik, hit the ball out of Rapana's hands, I think, yeah. in that game. Anyway, uh, so the Roosters, <laughs> I mean, it was great for the Eels to come back and show fight. And I think that the Eels, they're just going to be this bogey, not a bogey team, but they're just going to be this team that, like, do we all agree they can still probably win the comp? Like, even though we don't think they will, on their day, they can beat any side. On their day, they can beat him. I, I personally wouldn't go as far as they can win the comp, but I think that they can still be a top four side. I tell you what I think is going to be make it crazy this year. This draw now, mm. that now you've got two teams that are on uneven points, their four and against goes out the window. Mm. All of a sudden, Parramatta now, like, because they've won one game so far this year. Their four and against is minus 19. All things considered, that's a pretty good result, mm. considering their draw and everything. Yep. But now that you've got the Knights and the Manly Seagulls, who their four and against doesn't matter anymore. Mm. That, that, that draw is going to really fuck someone this yeah, year. Yeah, And they've, they've also, they've had a really difficult draw to start the season. They play the three major Origin weeks where they might not lose anyone to Origin. Except for probably Junior, Paulo? Except for Junior, Paulo. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be pretty well placed through there. I think it's worked out in their favour there. So if they can jag three there. So you, you, you think they can't win the comp, put a line through them? Yeah, I don't think they can win the comp this year, no. Timmy? I, I mean, I don't see... 
major differences to last season where we were like one week on, one week off. Now, I know they've started slower, but it's a tough draw. There's been some tight losses. I think Sean Lane will come back in and change plenty for mm. them. Uh, I'm not putting a line to them yet. Yeah, I, I think way. they're still in it. I'm not saying that they're my favourites, but like even though it's been super disappointing and if you again we spoke about it if you like when you look at the Eels, you're like you would hope that they would take a step up each year you know what i mean like they they build on the year before whereas they seem like as you just said to me the same team as last year and put, put it this way mate like you can really look at this game in so many different from so many different perspectives ones that our scoreline probably doesn't reflect the roosters dominance another way and looking at Parramatta, you go all right well they just beat penrith in a gut-busting victory last week who are the premiership favourites, like they lost two blokes to the Simbin in the mm. first 23 minutes in this game, came out and won the second half. Mm. Like that says a fair bit to me. Yeah, and it's just like that's so the Eels. Like there's yeah. such an Eels performance where you go, you can't count them out because they're – it's not like they're doing this against – look, if they, were, if they had an opening draw of like, you know, some of the lower tier teams and this was happening, I would be like, mm. they're done. Like this is just not good enough. But this is against essentially everyone's... They've played basically, what, everyone's top five? As in leading into the season. I know yeah. it's not yeah. that now. And every single game has been competitive. Every, every single game. Like every single game, a call that goes their way or doesn't go their way, they could win or lose the game. I just also think, though, that this year, different to previous years, where, yes, there's the top five that we all really like, but the next five below that and the next five below that, honestly... Outside of the West Tigers at the moment, you've got 16, <laughs> respectfully to the West Tigers, let's call it as it is, mm. you've got 16 really good footy teams this year. I just, history tells us you have to be a top four team to win the comp. Uh, sitting in 15th with one win after six rounds, I just think it's going to be very, very tough for Parramatta mm. to pull themselves back up there. Yeah. Look, I think it's going to be tough for sure, but I, I still think there's a, a, there's a chance where they just go on a crazy run. And just Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, Bolo... Um, RCG just go absolutely crazy but we'll keep talking about the Eels then before we get to the Roosters um, I thought Dylan Brown was absolutely phenomenal I thought he really did everything he could to, to um, spark their attack I think I oh, don't know if I'd pull the trigger yet but I tell you what I'd be very close to pulling the trigger of hands being on the field to start the game very close to pulling the trigger. You've got to start considering it at the bare minimum, I yeah. think. And it's, cause like, and it's not because Hodgins, Hodgson has individually been playing poorly. It just seems that when Hans is on the field, their attack just flows better. And I don't know, maybe it's... It, and that could just purely be luck. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's 100% or because Hodgson has a different way of playing to him. But it's two games in a row now where when he gets on the field, they just seem to be a bit smoother. So I'm... I'm not sure if I would make the decision yet. I'd probably give Hodjo one more game. But at the moment, I think he probably does suit impact better coming on and just going, Hodjo, you've got 20 minutes or however long. Do your thing. Moses, just take a back seat, kick, take a back seat, kick. And then hands potentially starts. Because I thought they were really sharp when he could, came could, could you do, very much thinking out loud here since you mentioned <laughs> it, but... There was that period there where Tommy Starling was playing really well at the Raiders and Josh Hodgson would play the first 20-odd and then he would go and shift to lock and be his ball-playing lock. Mm. Because Parramatta are so light on middles, we know that Ryan Madsen, who obviously started on the edge on the weekend, spent some time in the middle, but like Brad Arthur's shown his lack of willingness to play a lot of his bench middle forwards and play these massive minutes for Campbell Gillard, Junior Bolo, Jermaine Hopgood. C could you shift him to a ball-playing lock role 
See you, mate. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make it a little bit down. Yeah. Uh, to, to a ball playing lock roll, to, to eat into those middle minutes and help out the rotation there. And again, it'd be a, <coughs> mate, you're, a ball, you're, you're playing a link roll. Don't overplay your hand, mm. but to help out the middle rotation and give your, your you fellas love Brendan Hand, give him more time. Where would you put Hopgood on the edge? Well, he just plays a middle. Plays a middle? A prop, essentially, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like you wouldn't necessarily start the game with it, but if you wanted to get more minutes into hands, mm. maybe you could have Hodjo come off the mm. bench, start uh, Hopgood, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Borlo as your three middles, and then he comes on, Hopgood probably goes to prop. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it's an option for sure. Um, and he, he would be really good throughout the middle if he you know, connected well with Moses and Brown. Which I think he when, would. When they were tired, like when tired forwards. Just the service between the linking Brown and Moses, I think. Would, the only bad. concern, I guess, is his defence. For me, I'm still not fully sold on his defence in regards to, mm. you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not sure whether he has the missed tackles that he has because he shoots up out of the line or because he just struggles in defence sometimes. So, because like, you can kind of, uh, not all missed tackles are equal. Some missed mm. tackles are just really poor missed tackles that you've, you've done. And then some missed tackles are... A, a bloke shoots up, hits someone, stops him in his tracks, but then falls off. But they win the ruck and they win the, you know. So I, I'm still on the fence. As is that why Hodgson sometimes in defence can have a few missed tackles? Um, and that's a great shout, Campy, because it's the ones to me. Like unless you're seriously just noticing it over and over again, blokes missing tackles. It's the ones when they're defending their own line. Like it doesn't even necessarily have to be go through for a try, but they're the missed tackles that you go. You know, he falls off one there and a player goes through for a try and it's a poor one-on-one compared to, you know, when they're coming off, you know, they'll slip off a tackle because they shot off the line and yep. it's covered and it meant nothing. So yeah. it's very, it can be very misleading. 100%. So, and I don't, I don't feel like Hodjo misses too many on defending his own line, the important ones. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I do know Hodjo does shoot out a line, especially when they're coming out of their 40. Um a lot of hookers, it's like one of their underrated. Reed Marnie does it a lot. Damien Cook does it a lot. They use their speed and small stature to shoot up and hit someone as they're catching the ball. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – there was something about the fluidity in hands being in there that I just really – as soon as they got into a groove and just the ball service that he was giving Moses and Brown – I don't know. I, I think there may be something there. I really do. I, I don't love the idea of playing him at 13, to be honest with you. I think that Parramatta, they do their best work when they're going forward. I think you bring a, th- a 13 like him into it, I get worried when they go um, to lateral. And I think you're, when you've got Hopgood, Matto, Junior in the side, I think you're turning Hodgson into a 13 for the sake of putting <coughs> Hodgson somewhere on the field. Mm. I don't think it adds that much value personally. I would... I would um, I, I agree in regards to, like, right now, I, I don't see the value... Mm. I mean, I see the potential in it for sure, but I would be very close just going, you know what, hand starts, he plays for 30, you bring Hodgson on to go fucking hard for 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, if Hodgson, you know, you brought Hodgson to be a nine, if he's not going to be an 80-minute nine, that's okay. If he plays 30, 40 minutes and you get the best of Hodgson in oh. those minutes, it's worthwhile in my opinion. And also, it could change, that's where you really could see shifts in momentum of like, you know, if you, there's a, it's a very different, uh, Task defending a Mitchell Moses, Moses side compared to defending a Hodgson side. So all of a sudden you like shift gears where, all right, Mitchell Moses is just getting us around the park. We're hitting our three ends and getting to our edges. Then Hodgson comes on and has a license to run. All of a sudden it's really tight. It's around the ruck. And it could be a really good way to like shift the rhythm of defense where they don't know what's really coming at them. Is it Mitchell Moses led team? Is it a Hodgson led team? Um, Cause I really like what I've seen from hands. I think 
it's just what he's 23 it's just crazy that so many young guys that hit that 22 23 age they don't want to sit around new south wales cup potentially getting injured getting paid nothing um Whereas hands is bide his time, and I, I think that there could be something there defensively. I don't think he's missed a tackle in his in his two games. He hasn't missed a tackle, mm. which is fucking pretty fair effort for a young fella coming in in his second game of NRL. Um, so yeah, this is a tough one to to measure for the Eels. Like when you look at the start and you go one and five, you go kind of panic station. I mean, what's bizarre is they're only one more win than the Tigers. And we're saying the Tigers are, you know, in a world of hurt. I do think the difference is, is the teams they've been playing and also they've been in every single match. been better. Yeah, for, for sure, sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to show, like, yeah. the the world. You've got the grand final people, uh, a team, grand final team one and five. Another team that was all the wooden spoon, they're only one win separates them and we're much more lenient on the Eels because they've played better footy, whereas yeah. the Tigers is just like... Shit. I personally think all things, when you put all things together, I think Parramatta have done almost well to get out of this with a win. Mm. The draw that they had, <clears throat> Matto wasn't there for the first three. Junior's been missing games. Sean Lane's been out the entire time. New hooker. It's been a very, very tough gig for them, mm. in my opinion. It would have been, if they could have just jagged one or two more. Would have been just, great. Yep. And like you look, you look back to that storm loss now and you go far out. Like that was there to win. That was the one that stinks because oh, they, they threw that game away. Oh, seriously. Um, so yeah, the Eels I just, yeah, I don't know um, I think it's becoming more and more clear In regards to, what, what do we think of the Sinbins? Uh, the Pensini um, Look, the Pensini one I see that as like a 50-50 Sinbin Like, I get it I get why you would consider Sinbin in Because, you know, maybe that was the reason why Kiri didn't pass the ball because he didn't get back and he didn't get back. Like, let's let's be honest. But ten to bin, oh, is that the same as knocking out Tedesco? Like, I don't know. But it is still a professional foul. Like, it's a try scoring situation. He didn't get back on side and put himself. But in professional the way. foul, you've got to prove basically that he intentionally did what he did. Did he not? He didn't get back on side. But like, he could have, he, he could have thought that that's where onside was. That's where the line was. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's no line on the field that says that's the 10-meter mark. You're kind of guessing when you're running back like that. You if you you can't prove for sure that he... I can't prove for sure, but he's a footballer that's played a lot of footy. I think he, he knew what he was doing. But that's what professional foul used to be basically set aside for. You It's you can it's clear as day. You know 100% he intentionally did something to stop a try-scoring situation. I, I, I'd argue... That's why I think it's 50-50. I'd argue that... Not only could you say he didn't know whether, like, he was just turning around or whatever, you could say Kiri wasn't in a try scoring situation because he's uh, outside man re- overran him. I'm, I, again, I'm not saying mm. that I'm, I think that, but that's where I think that this is a f- pretty 50 50 call. Could have gone either way. Yeah, look, I, I understand where you come from. It's <coughs> not a hill that I'm willing to die on, but I oh, I would have simbined it personally. What about you, Timmy? Would you simbin him? Uh, I would have, yeah. Yeah, I get the argument for sure. Mm. Um, and, like, I certainly would have been filthy if he didn't get binned. Mm. In fact, I'm like I'm here to for less bin, less bins the better. But when it, I think it was yeah professional foul, and I, I was happy to see him go. I think that's a fair point. If he didn't get to me, I wouldn't have come in here today and said that's fucking outrageous. How mm. did it not happen? But I I don't disagree with the decision. Yeah, that's why I think it's yeah. like, in my opinion, I see it as like a fifty fifty call that I don't think people would have been fucking losing their minds if he didn't get sin bin, and I don't think people are losing minds that he did get sin bin. If you know what I mean. Mm. What are you, Maddie? Do you think it was a sin bin? <coughs> Um, yeah, I'm similar. Like, I 
just because he didn't get back and it was like a line break, that's why I think it's fair enough that he's in bin him. But again, like probably wouldn't have even noticed if he didn't get him bin, to be honest. Because so. like I – and look, this is just purely off vibe and like memory, but I, I swear we've seen a ton of that situation happen in games where people make line breaks, people don't get back and they make the tackle or whatever and they don't get sin binned. So it's got to be like from now on, it's, that's pretty much you want to be consistent in regards yeah, to Yeah, and I think that, you know, if players know that they can do it and get away with it, I think a heap more will do it. They'll just back themselves in to defend the next set. Mm. Uh, and Bailey Simonson, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. That was, it was James Tedesco, but regardless, it was <laughs> bad. Yeah, like you just can't. Fuck. <clears throat> that was shoulder to the head. Yep. Like... I know you – look, it all happens really quickly. I'm not saying Bailey Simons intends to do it, not at all, but unfortunately you just can't risk that anymore. You just yep. can't risk it. Uh, and if you're the, the, the Roosters, you're going, well, you know, now other teams get the benefit of our fucking player being out for 11 days. 11 days. It, you know, it is what, what makes it hard for a guy like Bailey, like shooting in, you've got a split second. And James Tedesco, like, he creates a try and he holds the ball for – Half a second, mm. if that. Like you've just got to make these instant decisions, but that's the game. Isn't just got to go lower, though. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't be because, like, you could tell he was trying to put on a hit. Yep. Like he was definitely trying to hit him hard, not in the head, obviously. Um, you could argue it, it all kind of evened out because whether or not you think the first one was a sin bin, you, equally you could say that should have been a send off, the Simonson one. So yeah, honestly, I, I guess they evened each other out. In yeah, the end. like I probably still would lean. In the bin ish for Simon, but if they had sent him off, I wouldn't have been too. The only reason why I think like I'm okay with the ten in the bin is because it's a winger jamming in. So like the margin for error is so small. It's not like a set line that a forward's running at where you've got plenty of time to like fucking find your target, get to it. Um, I think ten in the bin was fair for that one. More than happy with ten in the, ten in the bin. A send off would have pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised though if they sent him off. That's another one where I, I think it's 50-50, like could have gone send off. I'd yeah, see, I, I'm not with I, – I, I would rather that be send off. Oh, I really? Thought, I thought that was terrible. Yeah. yeah wow. I thought that was going to be a send off for sure. Um, anyway, uh, with the Eels as well, I think it's becoming increasingly clear they need an outside back, in, as in they need a centre or a winger um, at the club because unfortunately that seems to be the areas that – I guess the errors happen or yep. the tries come through. Their their forwards are always usually pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah. And this hasn't been a five-week problem. This has been a two-and-a-half-year problem, yeah. realistically. Uh, it's always been a hole for them. Um, like, Imagine if Will Pensini didn't come along. Oh, like they, they, that, that back line would be in some real trouble. And, you know, like obviously the news came out last week about potentially looking for a fullback. Maybe that's part of their thinking, that they can shore up a spot with Gutho there. It's not what I would do, don't get me wrong. But maybe that is part of their thinking of, I've got no idea. Even like, Sivo oh, for me is like so frustrating because mm. I feel like he should be like tall. But he still does, he has these moments where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're, you're a gun. Don't even think about moving your position. Rah, rah. But I just want to see more from him. I want to see more runs. I want to see even the energy on the weekend. He was just... I just didn't see the same energy that I see when when Sivo's playing really well. He is trying to hurt people with this is running. Like he is literally picking blokes out and running at him. I didn't really see that on the weekend. You know, yeah, he scored, but like 115 meters, one tackle break, three errors. 
He, he's played five games so far this year. He's gone sub 120 metres on three of those occasions. He's a beast. And he, should, and he should be like 200. He should be the Brian Toto guy. Yeah. He should be the 200 metre guy. Yeah, what's even more alarming is that he's actually he's been having runs. Like there's been games where he's had 14, 15, 16 runs, but he's still not quite getting he's the metres. Unders. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, well, it just I just don't. When he's running, I don't feel like he's. Fucking tearing in. Like, I feel like he's just getting through the numbers kind of thing to well, tick well, off. Yeah, well, Sevo busting one tackle, sculpted from stone. Yeah. Big, fast, strong. Like, he needs to be busting more than one tackle a game. Well, if Dylan Brown can bust four tackles a game, pretty much, Sivo can. Oh. Um, like, he's, he's played five games. He's busted six tackles. Sivo. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Sivo here. And so I look at that, and then you've got, obviously, Bailey on the other side that's struggling for form. You know, you got Wonga Blake, who are also struggling for form. You know, a little bit better on the weekend. Didn't make an error, but... He's had one more line break than he's had tackle break. Who? Siva. Siva. <laughs> like, that's wild. For, for a guy his size and for the ability that he has. <clears throat> I, just, I just think that... I would honestly rather 12 runs a game where he's ripping in, like yep. just fucking ripping in, than... You know, fifteen to twenty, where it's kind of just like, yeah, I'm just getting through my work, kind of thing. It's also like, like when we're out there um, watching Canterbury last night, like you saw the opposition kick, and you just see Kiraz, he is just circling the play the ball yeah. for the first three tackles. He's so hungry. Brian Tott is exactly the same. Yeah, if Sivo could just have half of that mindset, like he'd, he'd, he'd be the best winger in the comp. He would destroy teams, destroy them. Like there was even um, he made a half break, and he like. He grubbed, I think, inside, mm. and like yeah, Sivar, that was a, a shocker. Sivar a year ago is going fucking like I mean, literally in that corner, he bumped Tedesco, yeah. and it was like on every single social media page you could find. Had a one on one with one of Suli or someone, yeah, Suli, yep. and he kicked it. He was like, "Bro, take him on." Suli's just gone. Thank, thank Christ. God for that. So in that situation. And you'll be able to tomorrow, but you've been a winger. But I always look at them and I go, the amount of, like, Josh Adokar did it last night too. He kicked Jim Field at one point. And I just always think, just take him on. At worst, they chop you. You get a quick play the ball. Mm-hmm. It's over on that next play. Yeah, it's. I think it's just the winger's mindset of like, I've got a break here. We could score a try. Like, when you get a break, it's almost like, I should score a try. Um, but I agree with yeah. you, mate. Just take the tackle. I was take always, tackle, I was always take the tackle. But... I mean, it's it's on the it's happening so quick. I think the the Josh Adokar one was a little bit more forgivable because he got the kick away, and there were people running inside. It was just actually the defense was tracking back. Mm. Whereas the Sivo one, look, maybe he didn't realize he had passed his winger, yeah, and so he was just like, "I'm about to get taken out." Um, but I, I think that it kind of is an example of like maybe he's down on confidence a little bit with his aggressiveness. Maybe so. he's got a sore shoulder or a sore sternum. Especially, like, like you, you take that example last night, the game we were at. Um, Cowboys made a break down the right side. Hayes Perrin made a good tackle. Tom Dean gets the ball. Because he, they just played the ball, got the quick play, the yeah. ball. no fullback at home. He kicks over the top yeah. of the scores. There's always stuff to come off the back of that line break. I, I think sometimes <coughs> they do get a little bit kick happy in those moments. You've done the hard work. Let the rest of the team execute yeah. off the back of it. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, I feel harsh because Sivo isn't their problem in the back line at the Not moment. even close. Not even close. But it's just because... I think we all agree he could literally be the best wing in the yes. comp. Um, and also, you know, it's been, I think it was about a year ago where I said Sivo really needs to take his game to the next level. Um, Pensini, I'm happy with him. I think he's fantastic. But yeah, the other edge, oh, sorry, Wonga Blake and Bailey Simonson, I hope they find form. I do. But I'm, at the moment, if they want to win premierships, they really need to start impacting games. I'm just surprised with Bailey because, like, Bailey was, 
he was a tackle break machine at the Raiders. Wasn't he like, if I recall, yeah. he was a machine bringing the ball out. Um, so hopefully he can bounce back. Uh, he'll be out for a few weeks, but when he does come back. Um, I thought uh, Widomir Gregg had some He's good a goer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I thought he really stepped up against a big pack. Um, anyway, on to the Roosters. Sam Walker, his defence <laughs> has improved so much, it is shocking to me. Like, the number of one-on-one tackles he made on the weekend that were just, like, he's a small... A, not just a small half. He's a tiny half. Like, he is a tiny half. Like, I'd nearly put him in... He's not as small as Preston, but, like, he's smaller than Mitchell Moses, let's put it that way. And Mitchell Moses is a small half. Um, and his defence... So, he's missed, what, is it one tackle in four games? <sighs> one tackle in four games. And he's making, games. like, 20-plus most games. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. And so, the only game where he missed quite a few tackles, like four or whatever, was round one against the Dolphins. Ever since then, he's missed one tackle. And he's wow. made 20-plus games, 20-plus tackles a game. Unbelievable. He made one really late on as well. I can't remember who it was on, but chopped him around the end. It was a one-on-one on the line. Mm. So clutch. Oh, he's mate. making big tackles. Big tackles. Like, because the sides are still isolating, getting one-on-one pretty mm-hmm. well, and he's getting up for it. Even the, like, if you go back and watch the, the try that was scored on him, uh, Roosters versus Dolphins, if you actually go limp, uh, I can't believe I'm getting this wrong because I practice it so much. Let me, let me, Ilu, let me, Ilu. Lemuelu. Lemuelu. I literally sat there practicing it. Lemuelu. Lemuelu, his try, Sam Walker makes good contact. It's just a size thing. He doesn't fall off the tackle. He just gets, like, they just falls over him. I asked Connolly on the weekend, I messaged him and said, mate, I'm really having trouble pronouncing his name. Can you send me a voice message? And I've been practicing it all week. Which name? Lemuelu. Lemuelu. Yeah, I got sent up a few audios. Yeah. And I've, I've literally sat there and I'm like, Lemuelu, Lemuelu, Lemuelu. <laughs> That's the only way I can learn the names. I sit there and I just repeat them over and exactly over. Exactly the same, yeah. Um, but yeah, Sam Walker, like, especially like, isn't that crazy? Like, he's already played 50 first grade I games. know, I know. Like, you talk wow. about Cam Smith's point scoring record, all that sort of stuff. Like he's a goal kicker who's played 50 games. He's what, 19, 20 years old. Mm. Like he could still have 16 years of first grade left yep. in him. At yep. a team like the Roosters. And also, like, he's only going to get better yep. and better. Like, this, where he's at in his career now is, I think, usually players are, like, 23, 24 mm. and at number seven where they start to, like, get their defence a bit sorted. They start to read games a bit better. He's, like, 20 years old and already here. Imagine in five years' time. He's 20 years old with 322 points. Oh, yeah. He couldn't goal kick for the first year. Oh, his goal kick was shocking. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that... Like he sorted out his goal kicking, yeah. And so you like to look at all the flair and the crazy natural ability, the cutout passes, but he has worked his ass off in multiple facets, not just like oh, okay, we'll just focus on defence or whatever. Also, so he's played three seasons. His first season, his average kicking meters was one twenty three. Mm. Last year, got up to one hundred ninety seven. This year, it's three eighty eight. Wow. Yeah, have a look from his first 50 games. He's got 36 try assists and 27 force dropouts. <coughs> and he's been the main half in his team for 12 weeks for a grand Unbe- total. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, really cool to see Sam Walker's development. Uh, Luke Keary, obviously two tries. Uh, Jackson Paolo, how good's he been? What a signing. Yep. And, you know, we spoke about it. We said, don't count him out yet. Yeah, okay, he had a bit of a tough run at the Rabbitohs. But he has been outstanding. A try, a try assist, 175 metres, 21 runs, four tackle breaks, a line break, a line break assist. 
Like, what a knock. Um, Tupo was great again. That try that he set up with that line break yeah. off the kick return. Wow. Uh, Jared Wadira Hargreaves. That's a hard one to say when you roll the R. Wadira, Wadira Hargreaves. Terrible. Sorry, guys. I'm five years away from being able to roll the R. Yeah, I've so been trying to walk. Step at a time. Widamu. Widamu. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but I've been trying. I was seriously like, my missus must think I'm crazy because she can hear me like saying shit like, Nikora. Nikora. In the like the other room, she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with this bloke?" And I'm like, "I just, I want to get it right, man." Kempi in the sack, in the sack just gone. <laughs> 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 uh, knee quarter, knee quarter. Um. Anyway, uh, hard greaves. Uh, talk about vintage. Oh, talk like his body. Like, how is it not falling apart? Remember when you used to watch Thurston and you're like, he is strapped within an inch of his life. Like he is, he's like a doll that has been strapped together to get pushed out and they push him out the field, kills it, comes out, and then he falls apart. How is Hargreaves still together? It's every preseason throughout the last six, you hear people go, oh, Jared's slowing down. And you sort of go, yeah, no, fair, he is. Yeah. He's not. It's been like six years, bro. It's crazy. Like six years you go, yeah, I think, I think it might be. Like even going into this year, people were like, probably Hargreaves last year. Like, you know, he's... Fucking had a fair whack, vintage, rah, rah. And then he, like, uh, if you go back to that, was it 2020 they had all the injuries? Is, is that when Sam Walker debuted? 2021, was it? Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the first two or three games that season before everyone was injured, I remember sitting there sort of, and Jared didn't play huge minutes in those games, thinking, oh, okay, now the ease off begins. Then the, all the injuries happened, and he just went, fuck it, I'll play 70. He did it for the entire year. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, it's honestly. They yeah. let go of Takiyahu last year because they've got so much confidence in what he can do. He seriously, and just, like, even the, it sounds crazy to say, but even the niggle in his game, he's not really getting sent off as much as he used to, sent for 10. Like, I, I think he's, he is so important to clubs too because if you want to talk about, you know, a lot of young young forwards especially, but he just young players, but young forwards come in, they're hyper-aggressive, super angry, they may have some, not issues off the field, but and I'm not saying Hargroves did, but I'm saying like these are very violent kind of they have violent tendencies. We're talking about rugby league front rowers, and what hard, JWH is good to have is these young guys that come in that have that is he'll be able to show them you don't necessarily need to kill that part of you. You can you can direct it in a way that can help your teammates. Whereas a lot a clean cut forward that is you know just more about just doing his job rah rah. He may try to not – well, he might try to say to that young forward, you need to kill that part of your game and just become the guy that gets through a bunch of work, do what's good for your teammates. Whereas Hargreaves can say, look, I know there's a beast inside of you that you're, just, you're a violent human being. Like you are a violent human being, but here's how you not only become a role model off the field, but here's how you become a role model on the field. Imagine being JWH and like playing at the age he's at with what he's been through. And Trent Robinson has so much confidence in him that he goes, oh, fuck it, I'm going to pick Corey Allen on the bench this week. Yeah. I've got yeah. Ben Thomas, who's a front row forward as my 18th man. I'm just going to run with an extra winger. Yeah. Sitting on this. Because I know my front row is going to go out. I know he'll do a job for me. Unbelievable. And the front rowers you have got there would combine for what? 25 first grade games? Yeah. Bench front rowers? So good. Um, and I think that we... Was disappointing in the second half that they allowed them back into the game, especially the last bit of the second half, for sure. But I think we'd sort of started to see everything beginning to click. Was it the try with – so Sam Walker jumps out. No, no, Cheese jumps out, 
hits Sam Walker, hits Kiri. I guarantee you Trent Robinson was going, that is what I saw when I signed Cheese. Like, yep. this is what I hoped would happen. Small, fast as anything, players around the ruck that are just uh, exploiting spacing that big forwards can't get to. Because that's what it was. It was a big forward that came up and basically was just left grasping at air. Like, he just went, he went out there for, like, a lazy intercept mm. because it was too quick around the ruck. And, you know, I feel like over the last year or so, we've seen these little moments from the Roosters where you go, they're putting it together. And then next week, for example, Teddy's not available. So who plays fullback? Sue Lee or Joey Manu comes back in, one of the two. It was funny. Who, what was the press conference? Where they it was were, mad. Yeah. They were like, was is like, Joe going to play fullback? Yeah, Joey's week? playing fullback. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran when just couldn't help himself. I saw, like, I saw the caption. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't see the context of what it was said. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is so vague. Who was playing? And then I didn't realise that it was a piss take. Yeah. Unreal, um, but like they've still got to you know they'll bring Manu back next week whether he plays fullback or centre and then they've got to bring Teddy back. He just they need to just get ten weeks with mm. all these mm. big guns on the field so they can genuinely work out where they're all going to be playing. I, I thought there was a real like we spoke week after week and all through the preseason about how they were going to fit in all these attacking weapons and what sort of style of footy they played. They were quite clunky the first three rounds, and it's a credit to the Roosters that even with a tough draw to start the season. They've lost, what, one game and they, they've grounded out these wins. But I thought they really wound it back on the weekend and, and they, they played a lot more simplistic, easy style play. A, 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 quite a traditional going out the back with lead runners and trying to, you know, trying to create the space, score out wide. Yeah. And instead of having blokes going everywhere, it was like, let's back the players doing that to be too quick, to be too slick with their passing game and catch them out on the edges. Now, they were still a little bit clunky at times, but I thought it was far more effective. There, there was no Joey Marnie there who was roaming all over the shop and, and probably well, even getting, Teddy only played getting, 20 getting in the way yeah. of things. You know, even Teddy, uh, Brandon Smith, who we thought, you know, how many times are you going to come in and run? So taking out his game where he got injured and played only a handful of minutes, first two weeks, sorry, round one, round three, he ran for 73 metres and 74 metres. He had four or five runs for, for 29 metres against Seals mm. because a lot of it was just more focused on, you know, quality, giving good service, mm. a really simple style of footy, yep. and they looked the best they've looked all year, I think. Yep. And right. still only scratching the surface because rather than trying to make all these attacking weapons work, like, mm. no, no, it's just rein it in <clears throat> and play simple rugby league. Yeah, no, agreed. I think they definitely looked the best they looked all year. What's really interesting with the latter is like, Roosters being incredibly scratchy. Storm, nowhere near. Like, both Storm and Roosters aren't anywhere near their best, and yet St Roosters currently sit third, Storm currently sits sixth. It is just a testament to these clubs. This is the reason why they've been around and dominating for so long. Because, like, when you go look at the bottom, Eels, Cowboys, Rabbitohs as well, because you would say Rabbitohs are probably a step down from the Roosters and Storm. It just shows you that these clubs, like, they have a standard. And even when they're not playing anywhere near their best footy, they still are in the top eight. Shout out to Drew Hutchinson. <gasps> Exiled NRL part-time halfback at the Dragons. Mm. Gets a run occasionally. Goes over the Super League. Goes all right. Comes back. Trent Robinson sees a bit in him. And now just slots in at lock, hooker, halfback, <coughs> centre, wherever he's needed. Mm. He's not the quickest bloke on the field. He's not the strongest, like not the most naturally gifted. Just slots in the centre and yep. kills it. Kills it. Did you did you see what uh, Trent Robinson said about him? No. Nah. He said he's our elbow. 
he's, he's he literally laugh. said he he's the new Orbo. I was saying on my podcast the other day that I was at remember the game last year with the Roosters absolutely gave it to the Tigers at the SCG mm. and last year I was at that game and I was there and a guy came up to me and said oh Hacho's Orbo and I went he's not at that level mm. and he goes mate Hacho is Orbo and I sort of went okay sure like he's good he's yeah. handy to have but he, and I, I didn't even hear Trent Robinson say those words but all I could think the other night was fuck he has earned Trent Robinson's trust mm. and respect yep. to the point, like, I remember sitting in the trials watching the Roosters going, oh, my God, these young outside backs, there are so many of yeah, them. Yeah. Got Corey Allen, they got all these guys at the club. Center goes down, he just goes, no, you jump in there. Yep. I know you'll do a job for me. And, of course, scores the first try. Well, it's funny because uh, Trent Robinson, so in the press conference, someone said, oh, what about Drew Hutchinson? <coughs> and Trent Robinson said, please don't tell anyone about Drew Hutchinson. <laughs> please don't. He is our best. Like Basically, he's our best-kept secret. He is the orb of essentially this generation, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but he definitely said he is the new Orbo. Um, and he's right. He's absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of people that just probably watch rugby league casually don't realise that Drew Hutchinson, coming, Drew Hutchinson coming through the ranks was the next big thing. Like he was a big half, down at the Dragons, the heir apparent, um, and he did his, what, he did ACL or something like that as he was coming, run. had a tough run with injury, keeps battling, keeps fighting. Even when he broke his bloody ribs last year and he's... Um, and he's, I think his lung collapsed. I was going to message him, but I was like, yeah, don't want to be a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, just like an older guy, like, doesn't even know him and fucking messaging you saying, because, like, I broke my ribs and my lung collapsed. Mm. It takes a while to get confident again. It takes, yeah. a while, like, a, quite a while. And I was just going to, anyway. Oh, I think the other big thing about him is, <laughs> and, you know, you, you'll be able to touch more on it, but just having another guy on the field with a left foot kicking guy mm. is massive if they yeah. end up in trouble on last or they get rushed or whatever swing the ball out to him and he'll always come up with a good option you go back to that 2021 season sam walker was halfback he was five eight like sam walker could barely kick the ball yeah it was all down to him yeah it's a testament and you know now he's going to be a part of a top tier club and be appreciated and respect like you need drew hutchinson in your squad sometimes more than you need a superstar in your squad that sounds absurd but i'm telling you right now if you don't have a bloke that can fill plug holes and play high quality footy that can tear your, te tear your uh, whole season apart because you, you lose a couple of people and then all of a sudden your center is really weak or your locks really weak so no I'm a huge fan of what Drew's um, managed to achieve and you know he, he represents so much what that club's about really staying loyal earning your right not complaining and that's what that club's about like you be loyal to them they will be like I thought it was interesting what uh, Nick Politis said about Suwali'i Really disappointed to lose him. I hope he goes away, wins the World Cup, and he comes home. He'll always be a rooster. And I was like, that, I, I think that I would be shocked, shocked, if we ever see Suwali'i play for anyone other than the Roosters. Yeah. I think that that's the kind of deal that's been made between uh, Suwali'i and the Roosters, that, oh, yeah, if you want to go play Wallabies, sweet, but if you're going to come back in the NRL, it'll be with us. Uh, now, so, yeah, great for the Roosters, looking real good. Uh, and how interesting that they've only had one loss and like you would say that they've been quite underwhelming, mm, quite underwhelming, underwhelming. Yep. And and they've had one loss, and ever since then that they're basically what four on the trot now, and no one's really talking about it. So yeah, really good times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.